Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. We're learning Maseches Psachim Daf Kavvav, and as well Daf Chav Zayin Amud Aleph. Yesterday, in the middle of the page on Daf Chav Hamid Beis, we began a sugya that the Gemara refers to as Hana Habalo Adam Bal Korcho. If a person is quote unquote in a forced scenario of violating a halacha, I'm going to share with you. I sent it out through WhatsApp. I'll do a screen share now to share with you uh, what this looks like. Um, what this machlokas looks like thus far. And then you can kind of use this on the side um, as we navigate this conversation. So we learned uh, that there's a machlokas uh, between Abaye and Rava, but there were two different versions as to where Abaye and Rava would be arguing. In version number one, Kipligi, where were they arguing? The Gemara said yesterday that they're arguing in a case of Efshar, where you had the choice to not walk past the store, but you still did. But even though you chose to walk past the store, below Miskaven, you, you had no intention to smell uh, the Isser, the, the Basar B'chalab store. That's version number one. And within version number one, Abai is Mutter, Rav and fine. In version number two, on the left side there, it says that Kipligi, where's the Machlokas? This case is different. It's the low Afshar. You are not able to not walk by the store. You live in a cul-de-sac and it's on the corner. There's only one way to get out. Um, and at the same time, the and you were interested in smelling. I love leaving my house and walking past the Trafe store with Basar B'chalav. So that's case number two. Would that be mutter or not? Being that it's it's the low Efshar, there's no other option for you. That's the machlokas between them. Um, and there were some subtleties therein. But basically, we know what Abai holds. We know what Rabba holds. We just don't know where, where they hold it. That is the framing for today. Because if you look on the, the top of Chavava Madalik, which is where we're going to start, the Gemara says three lines down, Amar Abai Mino Aminala. Abai says, where do I get my opinion from? So... On the chart here, this is the uh, the left version two. Rava in the oval. Mino, I'm, I'm sorry, Abaye in the square. Mino Aminala. This is the sheet that we're trying to uh, to explain right now. So I'll stop the screen share now. You've kind of got a frame of what's going on here, um, and uh, please uh, feel free to utilize the sheet as you see fit. I'll bring it up again a little bit later to summarize what we're learning. So within version number two, that the machlokas between Abaye and Rava is in a case where you don't have a choice but to pass by the store, but it smells gishmak. So where is my opinion from that I say that it's mutter to do so? Answers the Gemara, fourth line, the Brisa writes, they say about Rav Yochanan ben Zakai, who was alive during the times of the Beis HaMikdash, he would sit in the shade of the Heichal. Now the Heichal, uh, you're not allowed to just go inside and look and look inside the Heichal whenever you want, the Kodesh HaKodashim. You're not allowed to do that, the Kodesh. is totally, uh, totally not allowed. What do we see that he was doing? Well, he was sitting in the shade. So let's see how the Gemara analyzes. In this case, where Yochanan ben Zaka was teaching in the, in the shade, it was a case of Delo Afshar. He didn't have a choice. He had to give Shia right there. Why does he have to give Shia right there? Yushalayim is a big place. So take a look at Rashi just to our right. The reason why he was sitting right there is because people were bringing korbanos and they're going to have shilas. Rebbe, this might be a moon. Can you pass him for me? Rebbe, uh, how do I do smicha? Whatever the shilas were, that's where he had to be. Now, before we continue, it's interesting to note that the threshold of what Efshar and low Efshar is, is not very high. You don't have to climb a fence to avoid walking past a Burger King. That's not correct. You're allowed to walk by. You're just not supposed to have Hanah. So here we see Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. The Gemara doesn't say go somewhere else. We call that low Efshar. You have no choice but to sit there. So we, what do we see here? This is a case where you have no choice. He had to give the Shia right there. And he was clearly benefiting intentionally from the shade of the building. And it was permissible. So says Abaye, that's my proof that I hold that it's mutter in a case of lo efshar the that I don't 
uh, have another choice and I enjoy the smell or I enjoy the hadna, totally fine. So that's his proof, a good proof. Says the Gemara, Virava Amar, nope, shiny heichal de lesocho asui. Nope, the heichal, the issue of, of benefiting from the heichal, the hana that you're not allowed to get is on the inside of the heichal. But if you just happen to be sitting on the other side of the sun and the heichal is in the middle and you're benefiting from the shade, that's not. That's not the Yisr Hana of the Heichal. The Yisr Hana of the Heichal is being inside, looking inside, benefiting from the inside, and that's not what's happening here. Then says, Rav Amino Aminola, Amar Rav Amino Aminola, where's my shita from? If you look on the, on the sheet, this is going to be the box that's in an oval that says Rava Aser. Rava says that in the case of Lo Afshar and the in the case where you don't have a choice and you are, you are benefiting from, uh, with intent, you're benefiting from uh, something, so then he says it's still Asr. What's his case of precedent? Says the Gemara, very, very well-known. Right? So we've learned this, I think, in Masechah's tummy. I don't remember where it is. Man, I should probably look where it is instead of guessing. It's in Midos, actually. So what does it say there? There were um, these openings, these little boxes that were on strings that you could kind of get into the Kodesh HaKodashim from the top, like, like kind of like an elevator of sorts. But it was encased. She, uh, the people, it'd be a three-sided uh, case where the, an uman, a worker, could be in the case and be able to fix something on the walls inside the Kodesh HaKodashim. Very clever contraption. They're in a box. So that they wouldn't benefit from the enjoyment of looking at the, the, at the room, at the Kruvim, at the Menorah, at the Mizbech HaZahav. So many gorgeous things in there. Not only physically, but spiritually, people might have a Yitzhahar to look at that. So the Haraya says the Gemara, Here we have a case where you have no choice. You have to go in and fix it. And we were concerned so much that you were going to benefit from it that we, we put you in a box. What does the box show you? You're not allowed to get Hana. So beautiful. So Rabbi has his Raya. And he says, So then if you if you look back at the sheet, you'll see under... Um, under Abaye and under Rava, each of their rationales. Under Abaye, it says mutter because of Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai that he sat in the shade. Under Rava, it says that it's Aser, at least version one, that it's Aser. Why does Rava say that it's V1? It's version one. So we see very clearly from Rava that this Brisa indicates that you're not allowed to benefit from the walls. Even if you don't have a choice, you're not allowed to benefit from the walls. That's version one. The Gemara questions version number one right now. We're about 10 lines down, 12 lines down. Vitizbara. Vitizbara means, and is there a svara in this? Is this logical? How can you say that this makes sense? The Ha'amar of Shimon ben Pazi, Amar of Yoshua ben Levi. It's quoted in the name of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, a very early Amora. Mishum bar kapara, from one of the earliest of the Amorai. Bar kapara was one of the authors of the Tosefta. And what did he say? Ko umare vereach in bahin ila. When it comes to hearing a sound, when it comes to sight, and when it comes to smell, these things are not called me'ila. What is me'ila? Me'ila is an iser to benefit from things in the mikdash that have a kedusha to them. It's a, a higher level iser hana. It's specified to the mikdash, different than iser hana in that separate, separate iser, but nevertheless, it's being compared at the moment. And it says the Gemara, if, if it's true what's happening here, that kol v'mar v'reich ein v'hem so then how could it be that Rav is bringing a raya from the box that the workers were, were being uh, lowered into the Kodesh HaKodashim? After all, by looking by mare, there's no me'ila. Says the Gemara, Ela male asu beveis kodashim. There was just a higher level of kedusha. There a higher level of um, of care in that case, and therefore uh, not a very good argument. Ika de Amre. Let's bring a second proof for the shita of Rava. 
So we've done version one of Rava. Let's do version two. One third of the way down. Really, Rava says as follows. From where do I know my shita? That in a case of lo efshar v'kamachavin, where I don't have a choice but to walk past a place where there's an iser hana, or an iser meil in this case, or and v'kamachavin, and I'm benefiting from it. So then, how does Rava know that it's Asr? So then, the Mari Makomos here are switched. What's his Mari Makom now? So he quotes the same line that when it comes to sound, and when it comes to looking, and when it comes to smelling, that there's really no such thing as Me'ila. But here, unlike the previous iteration, here when the Gemara brings this up, it makes it a gentle diuk and says, Me'ila hudeleka. There's no Me'ila. However, Ha'isura Ika. There is, in fact, an Isser uh, here. It's an Isser Hana. It's an Isser Hana. It's not Me'ila, but it's an Isser Hana. My love, la'osan ha'omdin bifni. Isn't this talking about people who are on the inside of the Kodesh HaKodashim, namely the workers? And therefore you should have a raya. Says the Gemara, no, that's not a proof to your shita, Rabbah. I know you're looking to prove your opinion that in the case of lo Afshar, but but where you don't have a choice but to pass the place where there's an Isr Hana, and you're enjoying what you're seeing, I know you're trying to find a Marimakum that says it's Asr, but here we cannot say that halfway down low. We cannot say that maybe the case of Rib Shimon ben Pazi was only talking about outside where people were listening to the Levium saying they're looking at the beauty and they're getting a tremendous hana from it. That's not this. That's not this. So the Gemara doesn't end up bringing a raya. So let's just look at this um, chart one more time. I'll just share it again with you and then we'll go back uh, to the Gemara. This is our chart, a review of the of this one Amud that we've seen so far. What we're going to do now after this is go into a, a, a sugya connected to uh, to, to Rav, uh, what was his name? Rav Shimon ben Pazi, sorry, Rav Shimon ben Pazi. But here's the summary that we're looking at. This sheet is correct. There's two versions of the Machlokes Sabai Rava. The first Machlokes is, I could have chosen not to. I could have, but I chose to. And, but I'm not going to smell it intentionally. I like walking down Tui and walking past a place that makes Buster. I enjoy that. But I, I'm not going to smell with intent. I could have gone another way. I could have walked up Pratt. But I didn't. So that's Machlokas Abai Rava. Abai says that's fine. Rava says it's not. And Machlokas number two is the Machlokas that we have on the left side, where you don't have a choice but to go there, implying that if you did have a choice and you went there, you're shagets. That's the wrong move. That's that's also you're not allowed to do that. So it totally rejects version one. And in version two, it says the low af in a case where you don't have a choice and you're enjoying it, that's where the machlokas is between And as you can see under Abaye, his rationale for why he says it's mutter is that Rav Yochanan sat in the shade of the Kodesh HaKodashim, of the Heichal, and the Uriah for Rava, both of them are rejected, but the first one was from that the fact that they lowered the Umnen, they lowered the workers into the Kodesh HaKodashim in boxes that would not allow them to see the Kodesh, and the second version of the answer is that when it comes to vision, there is no Me'ila. So answer number two, again, they both get rejected. Good. Let's go back inside, and now we're going to analyze that sugya about what is included and not included from that list of Kol, Mare, and um, and Reach to see what it is that, we're, we're going to come back to this later actually, but to see where, what it is that actually is us. So we're about halfway down to Kavav Madalaf. Let's continue. Gufa. Amar Rib Shimon ben Pazi, Amar Rib Levi. Same brisa, it's not a brisa, a statement from the Amorim, it's a memra from Mishum Bar Kapara. Kolumar Reach Ein Bahen Mishum We said that the Isra of Meila um, is not triggered in regards to sound and sight and smell. Says Gemara, Reach Ein Bahen you're sure that smell is not part? It's not subject to me'ila? I, I have a beautiful brisa that says other words. There's an iser called being mefate mesaktores, of making aktores. What does it mean making aktores? It says, brisa as well. It's vatanya, ha mefate mesaktores. We call it pitum aktores, same word. 
the people who take all of the 11 spices and mix them together. If it's if you're doing it as a Kohen, as a, as a dry run, you're doing it to practice, or you're doing it for the sake of the Tzibor, to bring the Korban, to bring the, the Torahs, great, no problem, putter. However, if the sole reason why you're being mafate in the Torah is lahariachba, if the reason why you're making it is to smell it, then the making of it is an iser de oraisa. Smelling it isn't an iser de oraisa, but the making of it is an iser de oraisa because you made it for the wrong reasons. You have no right to combine these 11 spices unless it's lahislamidba or for the sake of the zibor. You want a gishmak smell and everybody knows that the smell of the Torah is amazing. And you want to just want to keep it in your house? That's an Isra Doraisa to make it just to combine the spices as the, in their measurements. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. So says the Gemara, but once it's made, if you smell it, so then the halacha is potter, your potter from the Isra of being Mefate Mesaktoris. However, Ela Shemoal. Ah, so we see that there is Me'ila by, by, uh, by Reach. So that's the Gemara's Kasha. Rib Shimon ben Pazi, in the name of Rabbi Shimon, in the name of Bar Kapara, you want to say that there are three things that are not subject to Me'ila. There's Kol, there's Mare, and there's Reach. Says the Gemara, that's not true. We have a Brisa that implies that Reach has Me'ila. Answers the Gemara two-thirds of the way down. We leave out Reach now. We change the line. Really, it's Kol, Mare, Ein, Bahemishu, Me'ila, Lefisha, Ein, Bahemamish. When it comes to Kol, sound, when it comes to Mara, when it comes to vision, Ein, Bahemishu, Me'ila, there is no Mishu, Me'ila, because it's nothing. It's sound waves or it's it's wavelengths, but it's you're not. There's nothing actually happening. There's no particle transfer, right? When you see something from afar, I we see things from afar all the time. You can watch things on Zoom. There's no particle transfer, but you see you see what's happening. So so that's why the Gemara distinguishes that there's nothing that that's actually taking place in regards to Kol and Mare. However, Vireach. After the mitzvah finishes, after the smoke goes up, whatever whatever mitzvah you're doing with smoke, with reyach, with smell, then ein bo mishum mi'ila mitzvaso. So what does that mean? It means that the k'tores, when you're making the k'tores and smelling it before the mitzvah is done, then there's an iser. Once it's done, you could smell it all day long. No problem. That's not the iser. So the Gemara says, lemeimra. This implies it seems to be what you're saying is that reach is no longer a problem once a mitzvah is done. Is that true? But here's a great example. We actually learned this uh, a while back. Where was this Gemara? Maseches Tmura. Wow, we learned this uh, over a year ago. So it says the Gemara. Uh, we have a case of Hare Trumas Hadeshen. Trumas Hadeshen, by definition, <laughs> Trumas Hadeshen is is just ashes from from korbanos, right? From other things. So we have a pasuk there that says that we, there is a mitzvah that was finished and there's still me'ila. Why? How do we know? The pasuk says four lines before the wide lines. The pasuk says you should put it near the mizbeach. You shouldn't spread it out. What does the word visamo mean in particular? You're not allowed to benefit from the trumas adeshen. You wanted to say that when it comes to reach, that reach is no longer aser. There's no longer me'ila once the mitzvah is done. Is that to imply that when a mitzvah is done, there's no more Isra Hana? Not true. Shema Sadeshen says the Gemara, a very important answer, one that will uh, take us to the bottom of the page. And here is how it works. Says the Gemara as follows. Mishum, the reason why uh, you cannot learn from the world of Shema Sadeshen is because Mishum to have a and Ubigde Kahuna The world of Shema Sadeshen and the world of Bigde Kahuna, the close of the coin. Those two worlds are ksuvena boink echad. They teach the same din. The whole snake ksuvena boink echad ein malamdin. 
Whenever you have two psukim and each of them teach the same din, you can no longer extrapolate that din to new things. So if we have a din by Chumas Adeshen that there's a mitzvah, that there's an Isr Hana after the mitzvah. And if we can show by Big Day Kahuna that there's Isr Hana after the mitzvah. So because the Isr exists in two places, therefore you cannot learn it out to anything else. So yes, in fact, it's true that in general, after a mitzvah is done, there's no more Isr Hana. What are the exceptions to the rule? Only Chumas Adeshen and only Big Day Kahuna because it's two psukim. Had it only been one, you're right. We could have, we could have asked a good kasha from there. But here there's a rule. We'll see that it will be argued shortly. But the rule is that when a din applies uniquely to only two psukim, by virtue of the fact that a Kodesh Baruch Hu only planted those ideas in those two psukim, it's indicative that it's specific to those two areas. So therefore, even though it's true that there's an Isser Hana after the completion of the mitzvah of Trumas Adeshen, and after the Kohen uses the Big Day Kahuna, Afal Pikain, we still cannot take that idea and question other areas of halacha because it is when a Kodesh Baruch Hu teaches us in two areas, the same idea, it is therefore exclusive to those areas. We saw the Pasuk that proves our case of Truma Sadeshin before. That's how we know the Pasuk says, that there's an Isra Hana after the completion of the mitzvah. Big Day Kahuna, first of the long lines. What's the Pasuk that says that there's an Isra by Big Day Kahuna? Says, the Pasuk says you have to place them over there. One sheet to hold. So we see from over there that the Big Day Kahuna, they need to be buried. You can't use them again. Very good. So this is what the Gemara said. You asked me, what about Reach? Well, reach is not a problem because reach is, there's no Isra Hana for reach after the mitzvah is done. You're telling me that after a mitzvah is done, that uh, there's no more Isra Hana. What about Shema Sadeshen? No proof from Shema Sadeshen because it's two things learned from one case and we brought the psukim uh, to support the case of Shema Sadeshen and the case of Big Day Kahuna. Second of the wide lines, honey, I, I understand your answer, but only the Rabbanon. See, there's a machlokas in regards to what the status is of a Hini Chamsham. When it comes to Big Day Kahuna, what actually is the din? That's subject to a machlokas. Because according to the Rabbanon, you're right. It's to and Geniza. It has to be buried. However, according to Rabdosa, it's different. The Rabdosa, the Paligalai, who they argue on the Rabbanon, the Amar, they say, what is the status of the Isra of Big Day Kahuna that cannot be used again? What's the rule? The only thing that it's limited for is the Kohen Gadol himself again. But a coin head you can still use it. What does that show you? That it can still be used. There's no Isser Hana there. It's not an Isser Hana. It's an Isser on the coin to wear it again. It's on the, but it's on the Gavra of that person that you can't wear it again. So good. What then does the Pasuk mean? That once a coin Gadol wears clothing on Yom Kippur 1, he cannot ever wear it again on, on, on uh, Yom Kippur 2. So my Amemar, according to the sheet of Rav Dosi, that really there is no Isser Hana by the world of Big Day Kahuna. Well, then your house of cards fell apart. You wanted to say, you can't ask against Reach. I wanted to say that Reach, there's no Isser Hana after a mitzvah is completed. I, then we asked for you on Chumas Adeshin. You said, no, no, no. Chumas Adeshin, Big Day Kahuna, they're two peas in a pod. Not true, because according to Rabbi Dosa, they're not two peas in a pod. According to Rabbi Dosa, there's no Isser Hana in general for the Big Day Kahuna, only for the coin himself. Oh, so answers the Gemara. You're right. Very good point. Six lines from the bottom. Yishum, I have another answer for you. The reason why we can't ask from Trumas Adeshen on to Reach is because of the following. Trumas Adeshen, the Egla Arufa, Trumas Adeshen, we saw that we know. And there's another Pasuk that has this din as well. And that's the din of an Egla Arufa. 
And Egla Arufa is the din in the Torah in Sefer Dvarim, where uh, if there is a mace that uh, we don't know where the mace came from, so we measure between two cities to see uh, where the mace is closer to, and then that city takes responsibility for the mace. This is referred to as Egla Arufa. Fine. So then th- this is the case of Shnik Tzuvan Aban this is where these two psukim, each of them have, have an Isr Hana after the mitzvah is performed. So says the Gemara, we have another source. It's not going to be the duo of Trumas Adesh and Big Day Kahuna because according to Ridos, it can't be. Big Day Kahuna don't have an Isr Hana. So therefore, what, what's the duo? The duo is Trumas Adesh and Egla Arufa. And now that we have these two areas, and according to Ribidosa, only these two areas where there's an Isra Hana after the mitzvah, it's therefore exclusive, and therefore we cannot ask on our case, where we said, hey, why is Reach problematic? Reach is not problematic after a mitzvah. The mitzvah is over. Good. Says the Gemara, I only can accept this new answer that the two examples of an Isra Hana after a mitzvah is completed is... Shumas Adesh and Egla Rufas, as the Gemara Hanicha, five lines from the bottom, Hanicha Laman Amar Ein Malamdin. That's only according to the one who says that when a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us two psukim about one din, that we therefore can't extract to others. However, there are others that don't agree with that. There are those who say that even though it's true that a Kaddish Baruch Hu placed an Isra not after a mitzvah only in two places, by Chumas Adesh and Negla Rufa, even so, I can still say that there should be other cases whereby there should be an Isra after the, the, the mitzvah is completed. So according to that opinion, what would he say? Forget Rabdosa. Rabdosa, that problem was solved by Egla Rufa. But now we have another problem. The problem is that according to some, even though it's only applicable by two, only applicable by Chumas Adesh and Egla Rufa, that there's a that there's an Isra Hana after the completion of a mitzvah, but he doesn't he doesn't say, care that that's the case. That doesn't make it exclusive. You can still ask the Kashya back on our Gemara. It says the Gemara still, even according to that Shita, don't worry, train me Utek Sibe. In each area of these halachos, in the world of Chumas Adeshen and in the world of Egla Rufa, there's an exclusionary word which makes it exclusive specifically to these two worlds only. And therefore, we cannot ask on our Gemara. Here's the two, the two drashas. Siv v'samo v'ksiv ha'arufa. Rashi goes to explain. Bahani l'meimer. Rashi goes into this a little bit. Not too long of a Rashi. But basically, the point of, of the Gemara here is that in these two areas, it's exclusive. And therefore, even according to the opinion who says that when only two areas of halacha have an Isr Hana after uh, the mitzvah is completed, we don't have to say that it's exclusive. Even according to him, it doesn't make a difference because these psukim are very exclusive. Good. Uh, going back to our machlokas that we saw on, on the chart between Rava and Abai, the Gemara is now going to ask a flurry of questions primarily on, uh, on Rava's shita. Um, Rava was of the opinion, if you look back at the chart, Rava in the circle, not in the cloud circle, but Rava in version two. And he said that in a case of in a case where you have no choice but to be in a certain circumstance and you're, you have an intention to, to do something. So then we said he holds its usher. So let's take a look at this. Fascinating. It says the Gemara on the bottom, Tashma. He chnisa the revaka vidasha. A revaka is where you tie multiple animals together and they walk and they will trample over things on the ground to crush them, wheat, whatever it is. It's uh, things that you need broken down. So the halacha is that uh, there's a machlokas here as well. Tosfos here, as you see, is, it says it's speaking about a para. There are those who say that we're talking about an egla arufa. So not so clear from the Gemara itself which one it is. But the Pasuk, uh, the, the Mishnah here, the Bryce here says as follows. If you have, let's go with Tosos for the moment, a para aduma. And the halacha is by para aduma, you're not allowed to work the animal, right? So he's going in the field, he's working. 
but he went as part of a revaka. He's got, he's kind of, all four of them are walking together. So the din is kshera. That's, that's not a psul in the animal. The animal can still be a paraduma. However, bishvil shetinak vitidosh. What if the animal is doing two things? The animal is nursing, it's young, and it's also uh, trampling things on the ground. So then psula. The ritva here uh, points out that uh, it's like an interesting svara that in the first case, all he's doing, all the, all the, she is doing, all the para is doing is walking and crushing things, just walking. But here, because we, the, the, the animal's low efshar, here's the low efshar, this is our language, because the, the mother has to nurse her young, that's low efshar. So therefore, we also make it, that was bikavana. We also make it that the dasha was also bikavana. So that's how the, the, the ritva explains that this uh, brisa teaches us that it's low efshar and it's bikavana. What's the din? That it's psula. This is a, I'm sorry, I said before it's question on Rava. This is a support for Rava, a beautiful support for Rava, because this last case, Bishvil Shatinok, Vitidosh Psula, it's a case of low efshar, Vikamachavin, and we see that it's Asar, a beautiful support for Rava. Says So Rava wins and Abai loses. Says the Gemara, not true. Shiny Hasam, there, that world of Para has a very unique din, which is under all circumstances, no matter what, this animal can't do any work. So says the Gemara with a beautiful yet simple question. Hold on one second. What about the Resha? Remember the ratio when he was tied up Beravaka, he was tied up with other animals just loosely, not wearing an old, because that's us or two, but they were all walking together. You, you, you're being so sweeping about Asher Lo Ubadba Mikom Makom. This animal can't do any slave labor at all. Well, he's walking in the Reisha, says the Gemara, Why in the Reisha did you say the animal was Ksher? He's walking throughout the field, turned to the top of Dav Chavav answers the Gemara, The answer that I'm giving you is mirrored after the following principle. Shachan Aleha Ov. Let's say that you have a para. And that's what Rashi says on the top. Let's say you have a bird that lands on top of a para. That doesn't ruin anything. Come on, that's nothing. That doesn't ruin anything. That doesn't remove the status of the para aduma. However, if the animal were to have been mated by a male, so then psula, that, that would be considered a sherlo badba. That's considered some type of avoda. That's unacceptable. My taima. And then the Gemara gets into a little bit of a, of a grammar issue here with the Pasuk. We know the Pasuk says, Asher lo ubad ba, but there's a creek seed. It's not written with an ayin, vav, beis, dalit to spell ubad. It's, a, it's, it's not that way. It's just vowelized that way. So it says the Gemara as follows. My taima, what's the reason why we would make such a distinction? Amara papa, iksiv avad, vikarinan avad. Had the Pasuk said, Asher lo avad ba, the verb, the, the, the owner is doing something here, explicit. He's doing something intentionally. And, and, and also, the karinan avad, had we read it the same way, then ad until this man does exactly what it is that is forbidden to do, until the animal does the action that's Asher, you're fine. Iksiv ubad, that something should happen to it. Iksiv ubad, the karinan ubad. Had it been the case that the Pasuk had the letter Vav in there, Ubad Mamish, both of them, then Afilu Lanami, then even had the bird landed on it, you're right, that would have been problematic also, would have ruined the para. However, what is the Mitzvah? Hashta now, six lines down, five lines down, Hashta Dechziv Avad, Vikarinan Ubad, now that it's written in the verb form, but Ubad, Vikarinan Ubad, by that which happened to it, it's, it's read that way, therefore, Ubad dumya de avad. It has to be that that which happens to it has to be that which the, the balabais wants. Ma avad denichale. That which 
had he done it intentionally, it would have been his desire. Af ubad This explains the distinction why a bird is no big deal. He doesn't care one way or the other. But typically speaking, owners of animals would have a preference that their animals would mate and, 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 and bear young. That's why I want them to have more. That's how they make more money. That's how they have more milk and food. It's a wonderful thing. So that's a problem. That's a problem. If the animal were to be mated, so then that would be a problem. But just for a bird to land it. So that's back to our answer before. What did Rava say? I, it says psula. So on the bottom line, it says, no, 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 no. Come on. Just walking in the field is a nothing. Uh, but when he's nursing the young and walking in the field, that's too much. That breaks the threshold. So Rava, the question on Rava, a question that uh, was in support of Rava is done for. Let's try again. We're eight lines down, seven lines down. Toshma, Aveda, you have a lost item. You have a lost item in your house. For simplicity's sake, we're going to consider this to be a blanket. I'm holding your item. You lost it. I don't know where you are. I'm looking for you. It's a blanket that has Simon. It doesn't have your name on it, but it's unique. So what's halacha? So I'm not allowed to use it for my own benefit. If it's an umbrella, I can't use it. I have to, I have to watch it. I have to be a shomer. I cannot use, not a shoel. I have to watch it. Good. Now, aval sho, um, ah, yes. What about nizdam? Sorry, hold on one second. Let me start from the beginning. I lost it here. Oh, here you go. If you have a lost item, you cannot spread it out on a bed or on pegs or anything for your own purpose. Aval You are allowed to unroll that blanket. It's getting moldy from the rain. You can un, you can do something to protect it. There you're allowed to lay it out. That's not a problem. Now, here's the knage. People come to my house for Shabbos. What a what a chiddush! People come over for shots, <laughs> right? So nizdam nula orchim, and I have your your um your blanket is sitting on my couch, ready to be used. Lo yishtachena lo al gabe mita velo al gabe You cannot spread it out at all when the guests are there. Bein letzorcha, bein letzorcho. Whether or not it's for you or for the blanket, still not allowed. So here we need Rashi because how do we get from here to supporting Rava? Rashi just to our left. Dibur hamaschel nizdam nula orchim. V'chule Rashi says alma. Even though when the guests are there, even though the reason why I'm unrolling your blanket is not for me, even though it's for the blanket, the Hainu Lo Efshar, it should have been a case of Lo Efshar. I don't have a choice. My job is to do Shmira and your Aveda and your lost item. I'm supposed to be taking care of it. That's Lo Efshar. Because I'm trying to help you with it, I'm getting a Hanaf from your blanket. Wow. So it's low Fshar and Mechavein. Look at our chart. That's version two. That's low Fshar and Mechavein. And we see that it's us or support for Rava. Beautiful. That's the question of the Gemara. It says the Gemara, you cannot bring a Raya from, uh, from the world of Hashavah Saveda. Why not? It says the Gemara, one third of the way down, shiny Hasim the Kalile. It has a voice to it. People will look at you. It looks kind of shady. They, they, they know your house. It's not really yours. People are going to think that you're a thief, and therefore the question falls away. Toshma, let's try again. People are selling clothes. We saw this a while back as well in, uh, in Masecha Shabbos twice. Uh, and, and again, we, we don't learn Kilayim and Shas, but it's a Mishnah's Kilayim as well. If a person is selling clothes, Mochran Kedarkan, sell them in a regular way. Namely, you can wear them to model them. What is this talking about? Take a look at Rashi an inch below where we are. We're talking about clothes that are kilayim. It's shatnas. Let's say you're in a store. You don't have to do a, a shatnas test before you try on a suit. You're not wearing the suit. The shame wearing the suit. You're wearing it to see if it fits, if it's shy, if you like the color, you like the cut. 
You don't have to do a you don't have to do a shot in this test then. And later you do. Maybe not even always. It's a good Shiloh. How much how expensive does it do? Where where does row fall in? Good Shilohs. By and large, we should get our uh, suits checked for shotness. And by and large, it's rare that for suits under a few hundred dollars that they are going to have shotness, but the more expensive suits often do. Toshma, Mochrik Sus, Mochran Kedarkin, you can wear it regularly, but provided that if it's hot out and you're wearing an airy shirt, uh, yeah, your Hawaiian shirt, as it were, that you're not intending to get Hana from it, and you're wearing a raincoat in the, in, the, in the rainy season, you should not have, you should not have Kavana. But there's a higher level. That's Nuin, says the Brisa. Those who are more modest, those who are a little more stark, they're going to hold the stick out, and that's how they're going to hold the coat up. Our version, the old version of the mannequin, right? Instead of you wearing it, someone else will wear it. Something else will wear it. Let's look back at our chart. It's Fshar. This is version one. We're going back a little bit here. It's Fshar. You had an option. That's the shita of Abaye, right? Because Abaye says that in the case where it's Efshar, where I could have chosen, I could have done like the Tznuin. I could have put the Shatnas on the pole. I'm, it's still mutter for me to do it. That's Efshar. I can choose. And as long as I'm Lomachavin, it's mutter. I'm a foolish Brisa that supports Abaye. And therefore says the Gemara, Tiyuvta, this is a rejection of Rava in version number one. Lishna Kama Tiyuta. Done. He's done for. Anyways, version number one, we wouldn't accept it because we had too many other Marimukomos. But this Bryce in particular rejects that idea. And of Sugya, uh, you can use this chart as a brief Chazara. Uh, it does uh, uh, hopefully paint a semi-clean picture of how to look at the, at the at the various approaches and the various shitas they're in. Of course, there's way more detail in the Gemara and the Rishonim, but that should hopefully just help as a Chazar. Halfway down, Chavav base starting a new sugya. If you will recall, I think it was on Dav we had a new Mishnah. Yes, it was the beginning of the Perak, the beginning of Perak Shah. And there we spoke about something. It said, Velo Yasik Bo Tanor Vikirayim. So what's going on with that case of Velo Yasik Bo Tanor Vikirayim? You cannot... What does that mean? You can't heat up an oven with uh, with things that are fuel effectively. So let's see what's going on here. Below Yasikbo, halfway down a little bit more, Chavavamudbeis, Tanur Rabban and the rabbis taught us, Tanur Shehi Siko, Biklipo, or Biklipe, or La, Obikash, and Shalkiloya Kerem. If you use as fuel um, in, a, in a Tanur, you're using that which really has an Isra Hana status to it. You're using Orla, you're using Kiloya Kerem. These things have a status of Isra Hana. You're using it as the logs inside your new oven. So it says Gemara, if it is the first, if it's a brand new oven. So basically the way that it worked then is that the first time that you, that you heated up your oven in full, like the full temperature, it was kind of like the sealant of sorts that made the oven like perfect. Now it's like kind of like the Machiavah Patish. Now it's ready to be used. So it says Gemara, if your oven was new, Yutats, the only thing you could do is break it to make it kosher. Because the way that it became kosher was Be'isr Hana. It became kosher with Kilayim. Uh, or with Orla. However, Yashan Yutsan, if it was an old oven, then you just have to wait till it cools down in order to use it again, no problem. Now, all of that was without bread in the oven. What if you were making bread and using these, these uh, uh, pieces of wood that had an Isra Hana status? Afabo Esapas, what if you were baking bread? So then Rabbi Omer, Rabbi Yudha Nasi says, Machlokas, Rabbi and the Chachamim, as to whether or not the bread would be problematic. According to Rabbi, it's problematic. It's absorbing into it the steam uh, from the wood that is an Isr Hana, not allowed. Bishla Gabi In contrast, if it's not things like kash 
and uh, like Kilaya Kerem, and you're using coals, that's fine. That will not cause any problems. Uh, the Chilukim made in the Rishonim here in Rashi, take a look, we just don't have a lot of time. Says the Gemara, but wait a minute. You said that when it comes to uh, a new oven, that with a Chadash, it's Yutats, which a new, uh, with a new oven. If the heating that you use was Aser Behana, then you need to destroy the oven. And you said that if it's Yashan, then you can keep it alive. But hold on one second, Vatanya. Ben Chadash, Ben Yashan, Yutzan. We see a Shita that's much more lenient, that even if it's the first burn, even if you're using these things, which have an Isser Hana, the first burn, Afal Pikain, it's still, you don't have to, you don't have to destroy it. Yutzan, just wait till it cools down. All good. Answers the Gemara, Lokasha. Uh, and now the Gemara is kind of going out on a limb. Ha Rebbe, Beharabana. Maybe this is like Rebbe. Now, the case that we're talking about that has a conflict is before Rebbe in the Brisa. Looking at the two dots above us, five lines above us, we're talking about before Rebbe, before the case of the bread. We're just talking about what the status is of the oven. But the Gemara says, hey, maybe it's the same as Rebbe. Maybe Rebbe thinks that just like the bread would absorb the steam from the uh, from the Isra Hana and it's Usr, so to the walls, and therefore, okay, so that could be the Mocham Rashita. Maybe the Rabbanan will hold differently. He says Gemara, that can't be. Aim or the Shamas led the Rebbe. When does Rebbe say his opinion that the bread would become Usr? That's because Shabach No, that's because the wood gives a positive flavor, gives a positive something to the bread. But you think that he would say that all of the wood that's in there, some of which is kilayim, some of which is orla, some of which is neither, you think that that's, he's going to say that that's going to be totally usher, that you have some, zevizeh means some mutter and some usher behana. Would he say that? That can't be. He would not say that. Elolokasha, you're right. It cannot be that it's Rebbe who holds of the strict opinion. It must be somebody else in our Mishnah, not Rebbe. Ella, Lokasha, the beginning of our, of our Mishnah that says that by a chadash, it has to be yutats, by a new oven. If the first cooking, if the first time you bring it to full temperature is with an Isr Hana, so then that has to be Harebi Eliezer, Harabban. That's the Machlokas. So then ask the Gemara, Hi, Rebbe Eliezer. Which Rebbe Eliezer are you talking about? We're going to see two different ones here. Hi, Rebbe Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer If you want to say that maybe we can learn this out from a case of Rabbi Eliezer, the Tana, who's talking about yeast for making bread, it's not. Six lines from the bottom, Chavav Medbez. You have yeast from Chulin and yeast from Truma that falls into bread. Neither of them are a sufficient amount to leaven the bread. But together, they have enough to, le- to leaven the bread. Together, the two of them, it was enough yeast to raise, uh, to raise the dough. So then, Machlokes. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Achar, Achar, I just follow whatever's last. I call Olech Achar, Right, whatever falls in last, that's the one that Rabbi Eliezer, the lambda says, uh, not relevant for now. I don't care which one falls last. I disagree with Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer would say it's only mutter if the chulin falls last. But if the truma falls in last, you're right. Then it's all going to be truma and problematic. Good. However, says the, say, say the Chachamim, I don't agree. It doesn't make a difference if the if the Isser fell first or last. La'olam, last line. And turning to the top of Chavzayim, until the truma has enough to cause for the chametz to be made on its own, enough yeast on its own of the truma, and nothing is going to be Aser. Omer how does Abaye understand the Shita of Rabbi Eliezer? He says as follows, 
When Rabbi Eliezer says, Rashi explains this at the top, that we're talking about Rabbi Eliezer. When Rabbi Eliezer says his opinion that we always follow when the Isser is last, that's only true. When you scooped out the yeast that fell in that shouldn't be there. So, but if you don't take out the Isser, so then it would be Usser. What do we see from here? When you have some Mutter yeast and some Usser yeast, what do we see? Doesn't work. You have to remove it, says Abaye, in the name of Rabbi Eliezer. So says the Gemara. I understand Abaye how you got how you. I, I understand Rabbi Eliezer the way that Abaye says it, but ask the Gemara who says Abaye is right. Maybe that's not what Rabbi Eliezer meant. Fourth line. Umimai the time of Rabbi Eliezer ki Abaye. Who says that, that Rabbi Eliezer agrees to this new introduction of material that you have to remove the iser? Rabbi Eliezer didn't say that. All he said was whatever fell in last is what we follow. So it says the Gemara, sixth line, fifth line, Dilma, time of the I'm just following the last one. It doesn't make a difference if you remove the Isser. Maybe we can assume that both of them together are fine, and Zev is Zev would be Mutter. That when you have a mixture of that which is Mutter, yeast that's Mutter and yeast that's not, still fine, no problem. We just follow whatever goes last. For whatever reason, Rabbi Eliezer holds that. In other words, maybe Abayas Habamin is wrong, and Rabbi Eliezer cannot be the Tan of Artosefta. He cannot be because this Brisa, when we take away Abayas' explanation, which is Mechudash, it's not even implied in, the, in Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer. We added that in on his own, remove the Isser. Rabbi Eliezer didn't say that. So maybe the postures of Rabbi Eliezer is that you're allowed to have yeast that's allowed to be there and yeast that's not. Zeh, the Zeh, Gorim, Mutter. And therefore, he cannot be the Machmer Shit in our Brisa. So says the Gemara, you're right. Let's try another option of Rabbi Eliezer. Other Rabbi Eliezer, the Atzei Asherah. What we're talking about here is Rabbi Eliezer was speaking about wood from an Asherah, from an Avodah Zara tree. Ditznan, the Mishnah writes, not al You've taken wood from an Avodah Zara tree, Asurim Behano. He seek Bahenes Atanur. Our case, what if you use this to heat up a Tanur? Chadash Yutat Yashan Yutzan. If it's a new oven, then you have to break it down. Done. If it's an old oven, Yutan, you can just wait until it's done. Off boesapas, if you baked bread, asura behana. Nisarva beacheros, beacheros, beacheros. If it gets all mixed up, kulan asura behana. All of that is the Tanakama. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, yolichana liyama Very unique shita. We've seen this line elsewhere, but I don't believe it was in the context of here. Rashi says, you can throw the hana, you can throw the iser hana into the sea. <laughs> well, how does that work? So it says Rashi, if you throw the financial value, let's say the, the wood is worth $5, and you, you, you give away that money, you throw it into the sea, then says the Gemara, then you're good to go. What's implied? If you leave it and you, you don't pay the Dmei Eitzim, then it's not allowed. So first of all, Amru Lo, Ein Pidjon Lavodazar. First of all, the Chachamim pushed back and said, you're not allowed to be Podavodazar. But what's implied from the line of Yoli Hanali Yamamelach is that Rabbi Eliezer believes that you can remove Yeser Hana by, by a Padilla of sorts, by taking the financial equivalent and throwing it into the Yamamelach. But what if you don't do that? So then you have Zevazet Gorim Aser. Perfect. That's our Marimah. That's what we wanted. We were trying to find a Machmir Shita to fit the, the nameless Tana in our Mishnah, in our, in our Tosefta, in the middle of Chavavah Mabez. And we found one right here. It says, well, maybe not. 
Maybe the reason why Rabbi Eliezer was more machmer here to say that when you have yet to do the, the pidyon, it's aser because it's avodazara. The avodazara, the chamiri surah. That's mamish. We just saw yesterday. It's one of the uh, the gimel yiharik gimel mitzvahs yiharik yavor. So maybe you can't bring a raya from a from a chiddush case. Maybe he would not say that. Maybe Rabbi Eliezer would hold the Shari Surim Shabbatorah that really, uh, that when you have a mixture of that which is allowed and that which is not allowed, it's totally fine. Again, not a raya for a mission. Says Gemara, can't be. Can't be. One third of the way down, who else is going to be the author of that Mishnah? Not only that, we have an explicit line in the Tanoim. Ah, we have a Bryson that adds on to the one that we just saw that he agrees that it applies across the boards, period. We accept that the machlokas between the uh, Brysa, the beginning of our Brysa that says Tanu Rabbanan, halfway down on Chavav Mebez, and the Brysa that's brought a few lines later, the machlokas is between Rabbi Eliezer and the Rabbanan. The Rabbi Eliezer that we're talking about is from Atzei Asherah. Very good. Halfway down, one more sugya until Myrev. Amar Abaye, and this is theoretical because uh, some of this has been rejected already. Amar Abaye. If you are of the opinion that Zevazegorim is Asr, then Rebbe Hainu Rabbi Eliezer. Then Rebbe would be the same as the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. That's not so simple because the Gemara on the Ahmed Beis, on Chavav Ahmed Beis, rejected Rebbe as being the possibility of being the Machmer Shita. Let's put that aside for now. This is all theoretical, anyways. This is kind of like if you want to say this, he's, uh, he's kind of uh, bantering. And if you want to say that really, when there's a mixture of that which is allowed and that which is not allowed, we would allow for the result to, to stay uh, to stay here by the bread that's because, only because of the bread that it, it gets benefit from the wood then then those other things should be uh, potentially problematic just like the bread they're being used in the oven in that way where would the machlokas then be only with the oven itself in our case where it's a new oven or a pot that's going to be boiled for the first time on top of a fire says the Gemara, according to the one who says that you're not allowed to have mutter things and usher things together, he'd hold that this is usher too. And Lamanda Amar Mutter Shari. And according to the one who holds Zevazagorim is permissible, the Rabbanon, they would hold that there's no problem with the Tanur and with the Ktera. Says the Gemara, Ikada Amri, a slightly different version of this. Even according to the one who would say that when you have a mix of things going on in the oven, uh, even if you want to say Zebazemutter, like the Bryce says on the bottom, like the Rabbanan, we would still say that a pot on top of the oven would be Aser. Because you use the pot already just for putting stuff in there. The fact that the pot is usable, that you can put stuff in there, done. That already makes it a use. And therefore, we would not say that it would be Mutter to be exposed because it's not really Zebaz anymore. Um, Let's uh, let's just stop right here at Amar of Yosef, uh, and we will pick up on Shabbos. Mir, we'll have a little bit more time on Shabbos. So we're stopping at the bottom of Chavzayin Amabez, about twelve lines from the bottom at Amar of Yosef, Amar of Yehuda. Have a beautiful night. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I don't.